Knowledge must be earned, Tenno. I will share what I know, but you must prove yourself deserving. Welcome to a Cephalon Squared mini-episode. Injecting more Warframe into your week. Here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to Cephalon Squared mini-episode number 49. My name is Cephalon Greg, I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas, how you doing? Hello, greetings, salutations, I am good. <laughs> okay, salutations indeed. Let's crack straight on into re- weather rambles, shall-, shall- Words are hard. Shall we? <laughs> yes, yes we shall. Let's shall. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles, weather rambles. So, here in the city of Ipswich, things have cooled down a bit, and currently it is 24 degrees Celsius. It is uh, earlier than normal with recording yet again, 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, so, that is followed up with a 77% humidity. So, mm-hmm. it's nice. Nice breeze coming through. Good, indeed. 75%. Fahrenheit, 75%. Man, 75 degrees Fahrenheit for Fahrenheit users. Down here in Melbourne time, town, at 6pm, it is only 19 degrees Celsius, 67 degrees Fahrenheit, 53% humidity, and it's been raining the last couple of days, which is absolutely fantastic because all the fires that we have had, well, in reality in Victoria... There wasn't enough rain to douse all the fires, so they are still going. But I do hear that up in New South Wales, at least where the fires are, not necessarily worse, because the people who are in Gippsland, I'm sure, would disagree with me that theirs is not as bad as New South Wales. It's it's just as bad, but it's more widespread over a larger area of land. I hear, according to the Weather Bureau, that... There's going to be a lot of rain dumped on those areas. So I'm really hoping that those fires get put out. Fingers crossed, because we're really only at the start of summer still. Please go away, fires. Yes, yes. Fingers crossed that it all ends and Australia stops burning very soon. That would be nice. Alrighty, so this is a mini. We don't go into the full news, but we do have mini news, of course. And if you are a Switch player, if you don't know this already, your head is probably stuck under a rock somewhere, or you've been on holidays, and in which case, (laughs) I'm jealous. But still, Empyrean is now out on Switch. Go get it. Go play it. I haven't had a chance to yet, but I'm excited. Yay! Lucas also sounds excited. Although I don't have a Switch. (laughs) No, he doesn't. All right, so we've only got a couple more minis left. Did we do Titania? I think we did. I don't remember if we did Titania. I'm sure we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So that means we only have three left, and this is one of those three. The next one is Wukong, and then we've got Zephyr, and then the minis will be going on hiatus, as we mentioned last week. But today we're going to be talking about... Wisp! Woo! Woohoo! Many people's favourite, and for good reason. She materialised in update, Update 25 alongside the Jovian Concord. She was referred to by the Lotus as the Summoner of the Ethereal, and she is indeed a ghostly frame floating in the be- breeze with no feet. Oh, and she actually got a little bit of an update recently as well. 
Did she? Yeah. Yeah. Her uh, now with with the use of melee weapons, she actually remains hovering. That is true. Yes. Yeah. She used to get planted into the ground. Now she hovers. She was also given her own um, original ima- uh, animations all the way back then, as the way she moves is di- different from anything that had come before. And as Lucas just mentioned, she's now got some other new ones that were added for melee attacks as well. But when it comes to her abilities, she is just amazing. She's all about support. She's all about survivability. She's all about damage. And she's even got some uh, some crowd control in there for good measure. She comes highly recommended, is I guess what I'm saying. If you want to get your hands on some Wisp, her component blueprints drop from the Roper Lolist fight on Jupiter. This is gated by the War Within quest, so if you haven't done the War Within, you might want to, because she's really well worthwhile. I'm nodding. Nodding in agreements. What's her passive? All right. Wisp's passive is phased. This makes her and her companions invisible to enemies while airborne, provided she doesn't fire a weapon. This does not wear off until after she lands, uh, and using melee weapons also doesn't make her visible to enemies. So use this information wisely. However, the use of silenced weapons will still end her invisibility, so stick to melee. That actually says this does not wear off after she lands. So according to the wiki, and I haven't had a chance to test this, when you jump, you're invisible, and when you land, you're supposed to continue being invisible. Yes, I think it's for like three or four seconds. So, yeah. Um, There wasn't a time on there, but I assume it's not indefinitely. But, hmm. Test it out. Let us know. Mm. Yeah, but the important thing is there, using silenced weapons will end that invisibility. So even though they're silenced, (gasps) stick to melee. All right. Her first ability is called Reservoirs or Reservoirs. However you wish to say it, I'm going to say Reservoirs because I just don't feel la-di-da today. So... Wisp's first ability allows her to drop little wispy reservoirs that provide buffs to herself and her allies. A quick press of the ability key will switch between the three options, and a long press will drop the reservoir at her location. These reservoirs have a base range of 5 meters and are permanent. However, she can only place up to 6 at a time. Once a 7th and subsequent reservoir is placed, the first will dissipate, and so on. Each reservoir can attach a moat to Wisp and her allies, allowing them to carry the effect with them for up to 30 seconds whilst outside the range of the reservoir. These moats can only be collected once per player, but they can be collected an infinite amount of times. Heading back within the range of the reservoir will also refresh the moat's duration. So that's pretty exciting. There are three moats. The first is called Vitality. It's red And this moat increases the base health by 300 and restores 30 health per second, but this does not affect companions. That said, Link Health does utilize this buff. So as long as you're using Link Health, it will also affect the companions to a certain degree. Haste is green, and this moat increases movement and melee attack speed by 25%. It also increases fire rate by 30%. And the last one is Shock. This moat discharges an electrical attack that deals 10 electrical damage with a 100% status chance to up to 5 enemies within 15 meters. It has a 3 second cooldown. It's blue. 
and the stun, stun duration is also three seconds long. Uh, keep in mind that, yes, it's only a small amount of damage, but the important thing is that it's 100% status chance for an electrical attack, and if you remember, that means that it is a stun, a three-second stun, so crowd control. Crowd control. Reservoirs is affected by ability strength, which affects the buff strength. Range, which only affects the reservoir range and duration, and this only affects the moat duration. Keep in mind that you that no matter what mods you use, you cannot increase the amount of moats, uh, uh, reservoirs that you can place, nor the amount of moats you can carry. Cool. Cool, cool. As with uh, the rest of her abilities, there are no augments because she's still pretty new. Okay, ability two. Ability two. Will-O-Wisp. Casting this ability will send a spooky, wraith-like copy of Wisp forward in the direction of the aiming reticle for four seconds, while at the same time cloaking Wisp and her companion. This wraith will draw enemy attention and attacks for its duration. A little-known facet of this ability is that the speed that the wraith travels depends on the time the key is held. A quick press will summon a slow-moving wraith, while a long press will summon a fast-moving one. On releasing a long press, Wisp will teleport to the location of the Wraith. Similarly, a second press of the ability key after a short press will teleport Wisp to the current location of the Wraith. In both cases, Wisp will enjoy a three-second invulnerability phase upon arrival. And Will Wisp is only affected by duration mods. Indeed. Now, I didn't know that you could have different speed wraith movements did you know that i did not now you do now i haven't tested it though i'm sure it works that way but just saying anyway (laughs) third ability is called breach surge and in this one wisp uses her spooky ethereal magic to create a burst of energy which begins to expand out to up to an 18 meter radius from the point that it is first cast enemies within this range and within line of sight importantly will be blinded for up to 16 seconds. Blinded enemies, and that's a long time for blinded. Blinded enemies will then have a 10% chance to release a surge spark when taking damage from weapons and abilities. Now, this spark will then seek out the heads of any other enemies nearby, dealing up to two times the damage inflicted on the original target as radiation damage alongside a 20% radiation status chance. The chance to release a Surge Spark increases to 100% on killing blinded enemies, and recasting will reflect, will refresh, sorry, the blind duration as well as blinding new enemies. And as an added bonus, casting each, oh, sorry, casting Breach Surge on a Reservoir pod will teleport Wisp to that location. Wasn't aware of that either, provided she is within 10 meters of the pod. Doing so will also Double the range of the Breach Surge, so keep that in mind, which will thereby blind more enemies in a larger area. Double, of course, that means 36 meters. Woo! Without mods. Further, casting Breach Surge after casting Will-O-Wisp will create a second Breach Surge around the clone, and this can also benefit from the range increase when you target a Reservoir Pod with Breach Surge, just to make things even more confusing. Breach Surge is affected by ability, strength, duration, and range mods, although none of these will affect the chance to release a Surge Spark. Nice and goodly. Uh-huh. And finally, the coolest ability in Wisp's arsenal, Soulgate. 
Wisp, the ghostly, ethereal frame, somehow has the ability to open a portal to the surface of the sun, harnessing its fiery power into a beam of destructive energy. Note, this is a toggled ability. Pressing the ability key will once, uh, once will turn it on. Pressing it a second time will turn it off. This beam is focused over a range of 40 meters, has infinite punch through for enemies only, and causing up to 1,500 heat damage every half second. Yes, that is 3,000 heat damage per second. Damn. Not only that, but every enemy hurt by the beam then becomes more susceptible to damage from it, with this damage increasing by 50% every half second up to a cap of 500%. But wait, there's more! Holding down the fire button will increase the damage output even further. It will immediately double the damage to 3000 heat damage, double the damage ramp up to 100% per half second, and double the cap to 1000%. However, this comes at great cost of 24 energy per second at base, as well as halving Wisp's movement speed. Keep in mind, Soulgate usually costs 12 energy per second, so doubling this makes sense as well. Continuing the theme of ability synergy, Wisp's moats obtained uh, from Reservoir Pods will also add a buff to Soulgate. Vitality and Shock Motes will provide a 25% damage increase, while Haste Motes will add a corrosive proc but not corrosive damage, and further damage inflicted by Soulgate on enemies blinded by bre uh, Breach Surge will have a 100% chance to release a Surge Spark. Clearly, this is an awesome ability, so you'd be wise to build around it. Soulgate is affected by strength and range mods, while duration and efficiency mods will have an impact on the energy drain. Da, 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 da. Now, the reason I mentioned, because I wrote this, when I, I mentioned not corrosive damage, that means it doesn't increase the damage output, it just adds a corrosive proc, so it reduces their armor, which is still yes. pretty damn cool. Nothing wrong with that. Just wanted to clarify, and also efficiency mods will also reduce the initial cost. Whereas duration won't, because there's an initial cost and a per second drain. Boo! Boo. <laughs> so, she's clearly awesome. There's nothing you can say to make anyone disagree. I'm sure people, some people don't like Wisp. When she was first announced, I was one of the people that went, Ugh, she's going to have a freaking, going to have to change her ability around. Ooh, I hate doing that because... And the reason I said that is because I hated doing it with Vorbin, and I hated doing it with Avara, and I still hate doing it with Vorbin and Avara, but I don't mind it with her. Because there's only three. They're easy to remember. You need all three of them. She's really easy to play. She can lock down areas, and she can lock down multiple areas. Her uh, haste, not haste, her shock reservoir. You put it down in an area where you want to lock down, and enemies will be stunned when they walk into it. It's she's just amazing. <laughs> Clearly, you can see that I'm I'm in love with her. Uh, she is difficult to mod for though because she's got pretty good base shield from memory. She's got pretty good base armor from memory. She's got pretty good base health from memory. But because her uh, fuck, what's it called? Vitality moat. Increases your health. You wanna you wanna increase your own health and get your health up there a bit, so that when you pick up a haste mod, it, the numbers go up and you can smile to yourself. Probably armor 
is better over Shield. I haven't decided in that regard. I've played her a lot, but I haven't really played with survivability mods. She's really around building that that damn strength. But the stronger you make her, you've really got to focus on those duration and efficiency mods just so that you don't drain all of your energy the second you start using Soulgate. So I am yet to come up with a build that I'm super, super happy with. Building her for range is also good because it, it impacts the reservoir range. And if you remember back when I was talking about the reservoirs, going back within the range of the reservoirs will refresh your moat's duration. So rather than having to go back and collect another one, you can just keep them up all the time. Plus, shock is going to electrocute your enemies. So you really want to put, in my opinion, probably all of the ability mods on her, uh, which is going to affect her. But then again, maybe you want to increase just her health, not worry about the armor or shield and put something like um, rage on her or what's the other one? Hunter Adrenaline. Do you have a build you're happy with, Lucas? Kind of. I mean, I just recently uh, reformed my Wisp, so I'm still trying to work on it a little bit. But for the most part, what I usually do is I focus on building health and ability strength, uh, sacrifice everything else and put in um, Hunter Adrenaline so I can get that energy recycle back. Because once you've, once you've placed down a high-powered uh, Vitality Reservoir, you're essentially getting yourself a, like, uh, I think with mine, I was getting a 500 increase to HP and I don't know, it was a bit, bit higher than that. Yeah, a bit, bit, a bit higher than that. And it was, it was something like 200 health per second was getting healed up. <laughs> so you basically, at that stage, you can easily ignore the need for a shield and armor and basically put that as into extra things to either try and keep your range at a nice steady 100% or even your duration, maybe throw on a continuity, get it to 130 just to stretch that little bit of extra time mm. and mainly focus on your health, ability strength, and throw on a streamline. Yeah, streamline's pretty important. So the build I actually use is one that Wushi shared in our builds, in disc, builds channel in Discord. And I use that one because she did a damn good job balancing everything out. It's high range, high strength, uh, with pretty good balance on duration and efficiency, both at about 130%. I like the build that she's created, but I think personally I'm trying to decide whether it would benefit more from Adaptation, which I've got on there, or something like Hunter Adrenaline or something like that. So I'm just going to play around with it a little bit more to see what I like, but... Um, yeah, just don't have as much time as I used to. Um, well, personally, while I absolutely love her, I think she's a great frame. I'm going to jump on and, and onto the, uh, I don't know what you call it, but yeah, people can throw hate at me and shade at me for this, but I think, honestly, Wisp is overpowered as hell and probably needs a little bit of a nerf. Yeah, you're probably right, but until she gets one, Yay, Wisp! <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, the stat the stat increases you get from the the reservoirs are absolutely phenomenal, and the fact that you can literally put down a reservoir for a low energy cost, and it has no duration, no channeling uh, energy cost, no anything. Like once it's down, it's there, and it stays until you place the seventh one. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit over the top, like. Yeah, that for the cost it's got, 
I reckon give it a 60 second duration mm. personally. Uh, but you know what? You can, you can jump on the, the hate Lucas train for that. I don't care. That's my opinion. Wisp is great, but choo choo. She is great. She is overpowered, but she's great. Just like Nidus is also great and overpowered. Yeah. And Mesa and Saren and Grendel. And Grendel. Grendel. (laughs) Damn Grendel. (laughs) All right. So do you have anything else you want to say about Wisp? It sounded like you sort of said your piece. I have said my piece. (laughs) Nice. Uh, As have I, really. She's, She's just awesome. She's probably one of my favorites for solo at the moment. She's probably my go-to on PC because I don't really have a better frame, although I do need to form her again once or twice to fit on some better mods, which is why I don't have a fully a build that I'm fully happy with. So we'll get there. She's she's my go-to on PC because otherwise I just die too much and everyone keeps laughing at me and I'm like, I don't have all the mods and I haven't formed everything and you're all mean. <laughs> there, there. But anyway. Alright, so next week we will be talking about Wukong. The week after that is undecided because it is generally a um, lorecast week. Oh, we're coming up to another lorecast. We are, because this weekend is episode 79, ah. which the week after is episode 80. So time is getting ahead of us. Lucas, though, Next week, I am out of town pretty much the entire week, so it's going to be a struggle. Uh, we'll talk about that offline, but I just remember. Anyway, that's it for episode or mini episode 49, where we talked about a bit of Wisp action. If you would like to get in contact with us for any reason, head on over to cephalonsquare.com or send us an email at cephalonsquared at gmail.com. Join our Discord, Facebook, all that wonderful stuff. You can see that at the website. Let's say thank you to our patrons. Thank you, Rathok. Thank you, Woe is Joe. Thank you, Jellybean1799. Thanks, Zula. Thank you, Lord Frizon. Thanks, Danathan. Thank you, Red Wizard 12. Thank you, Knight Rider 8503. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thanks, Jackson 31. Thank you, Kintail. And thank you, Solarian. As you are aware, all of these people are our patrons on Patreon. They have been supporting us so that we can keep the Cephalon Squared train going. If you'd like to support us, head on over to cephalonsquared.com forward slash support. Otherwise, just give us a rating on your podcast platform. Spread the word, spread the love. Tell people you think the show is worth listening to. And that is also a great way of helping and supporting us. Or just join our fantastic communities on Discord and Facebook. Ah. Anyway, my name is Greg Newbigin. I am Mad Capsules all over the shop. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the place. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community rocks, so keep being awesome, and yeah, rock on. Yeah, says Lucas. Oh, there's a dev, dev stream this weekend, too. There Ooh. is a dev stream this weekend. Yay! That'll be fun. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. Sounds Indeed. good. Indeed. All right. Thank you to Yana, Disco Box, underscore. Sorry, Disco underscore box on Twitter for the intro and outro. Send him a love letter because he loves them and we love reading them out on the show. Otherwise, like I said, we will be back in a couple of days for episode 79 to talk about DevStream 136. Exciting times ahead. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.